right. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome, welcome, welcome to episode five of the Coffee Talks podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by Drumroll, please. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. I, I had to do that. Nobody. We're, we're not sponsored by anybody. This show is not brought to you by anyone at all whatsoever. I just really wanted to say that. But like I said before, we don't have any sponsors. It'd be cool, but that's not what this show is all about. I wanted to do this for fun. And so we're just here to vibe and chill and hang out. And guys, I'm so excited because I haven't really talked to you all in a bit. I know we had the update video or the update episode a week ago, but I didn't really go into too much there. And we removed a couple of episodes from the lineup. And so we're coming at you with another one today. And I'm so excited because I get to bring a special guest on today's show. It's my good friend, Saeed, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only sup, bruh sound effect, or in this case, Saeed. Welcome. Welcome. How are you doing today? Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad the honor is all mine to be here. I appreciate it. Oh, that's good. That's good, man. So, guys, um, Saeed and I, we met online. Um, we've been together for like seven months. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Damn, we've been on we've been on one hell of a relationship stroll, huh? Yeah, yeah. We we just got into this relationship. You just found about found out about it today, uh, huh? Bro, I, no no one gave me the contract. I I don't remember. <laughs> you keep saying this, but it do, there doesn't have to be a contract. Sometimes it just happens. You know what I'm saying? It just happens. It just be like that. You know, you do you do speak facts. You do yep, speak mm -hmm. facts. Yep. And if you know, you know, you, you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, man. Nah. Well, I'm glad you're here. I really am. It's, it's, I've been actually wanting to have you on the show for some time. I know that when I had originally, oops, got a silent <laughs> the phone. My bean, my bean. Um, no, I, I wanted to talk to you before because when I was having the conversation back in the day with Mark about us starting a podcast, you know, we really wanted it to be between us, just me and him. And then it kind of became, you know, our own thing with Snapple and then Scum. And these are not their real names, guys. This is their online names. We are, we're known by different online personas. Um, Mark's messed it up so many times. He calls me Charm on my real life podcast, but it's Dom for anyone that's, that's interested or cares. But yeah, so we, we're here now and I get to talk to you. And it's, it's so amazing because, um, I've had really good conversations with you in the past. And to be quite frank, you're one of the most positive influences in my life, Said. Like it's, you know, sometimes you're on your shit. And we, and, and we and we get on our shit together. But, you know, I thoroughly enjoy the conversations that we have together. I'm glad to hear that. I am very glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, like no problem. No problem. No problem. But yeah, anyways, before we get into the nitty gritty of today's episode, I just want to say to everyone, happy Pride. It's currently June 1st, and there aren't enough words to describe how important this month is for not only members of the LGBT community, but the world in general. So, you know, I could go into this whole rant and have my own little written script down, but all I have to say is whether or not you're part of the LGBT community, you're an ally, or maybe you're not so educated to the cause. The important thing to know is that love is love. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters, right, Sup? 
I mean, no, side. I, I agree with <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. I, I definitely agree that every person, no matter what kind of love you have toward that person or affection towards them, it, it's respectable as human beings. We all have that in human nature and we respect that with one another. So I, I definitely enjoy that. So happy Pride Month to everybody. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. And also, if any of you guys are struggling this month, just know that you are loved. I love you. I know that Saeed loves you, no matter who you are. Um, and it gets better. It does. And speaking of speaking of it getting better, you know, I also wish that I had some number or website to give. But from recent analytics, Saeed, I'm going to go into some analytics because I overlooked the the podcast um, statistics and stuff. We are we have people from all over the United States listening to this podcast, but not just the United States Said We have people from all over the world listening. I'm talking the United Kingdom. We've had some people in Germany, Japan, UAE, and even Sweden listen to the podcast. So wow. I, yeah, isn't that crazy? That, crazy? that is that is quite the big world we live in. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Yeah, crazy that so many people care about listening to me and my cringe ass. Yeah. <laughs> Now that I think about it, I'm like, you guys are all messing up. I'm like, I'm no caperonis on that. You are all just like trolling me. Why are you listening to this show? But, uh, no, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, let's fucking go. But yeah, if you're struggling, whether or not it's mentally or physically this month, or you're just looking to get some information or resources, go to itgetsbetter.org and get your pride on. But yeah, I think I think we've we've I gone think we've safely established. Yeah, yeah, we about... safely yeah we safely safely established. Hold on one second, let me drink my coffee because holy crap! <laughs> I'll have a sip of my water then. Okay, okay. I have a question for you, Said. So go on. I I know that we're gonna talk about where you're from in a bit, but in Iraq, is coffee or tea preferred? It's actually a mix of kind of like three things between uh, both coffee and tea. And then there's also Turkish coffee and Turkish tea that everybody likes, like karak. That's what we would call it. And I know there used to be this small joint that would sell, honest to God, the best karak tea that my dad would drink the hell out of like i it was like an addiction to him and my dad doesn't has diabetes and he doesn't drink very <laughs> often anything with sugar or not so it it that could put that as a staple for you <laughs> but okay. yeah wow i i know i've heard that turkish coffee there's nothing like it so and I like to think I'm a coffee enthusiast. Like sometimes I, I do be spending a lot of money at a, at a coffee store mm. for for something that I could probably make at home. But no, I've been definitely itching to try me some Turkish coffee. Is there is there any difference between, you know, Turkish coffee or Turkish tea compared to, you know, your cup of Earl Grey or just a cup of black here? There is. There is slight a taste difference. I can say that much. They they put some very very minimal amount of dosage of a spice in there. That kind of mm. adds a different scent as well as a different taste. So 
I would say there's a difference, but you can't go wrong either way. I mean, the thing is, I can't fully relate like you because you are a coffee enthusiast. I don't really <laughs> drink even tea on a normal basis. It's like a unique basis for me. What do you drink normally then? I've, I've just been living off water, honestly. Like before, um, I'll say this was something that I remember we were in a call. I told you that I was stocking my shelves up with iced tea because mm-hmm. Dom knows yep. that I was stocking the hell. Like I told him there were times that during a stream, during anything, I'd be like, <laughs> w- w-. I'm like, yo, Charm, I, I like, sorry, Dom. But I would be like, pick me any flavor, any flavor you want. He'd be like, <laughs> okay, get get peach or mango. I literally pull out fucking mango. <laughs> just right, f- right from the mini fridge in my room. I just open it. There it is. Bro, and the funny part is you turn on your camera, you pull it out, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, did, does he have a storefront that I don't know about? Is he selling this shit? Like, I was so confused. And the next day, you asked me, what flavor should I get? I was like, all right, do you got any more mango? He's like, nah, nah, go again. I was like, okay, strawberry. Pulls it out. I was like, dude, you can't make this up, man. You can't make this up. I, I Like, I could say I get probably 10 cans worth so like that's 10 bucks of iced tea but then i kind of now recently i've been steering away for it there's nothing wrong with iced tea it's healthier than like going for a can of coke or monster but i don't know water has just been my thing recently it's just been something i've been leaning more towards yeah you know recently i started drinking a lot of water too well it's actually not recently probably the past year so when i was dating raymond like he had this big ass i mean he still does i'm betting he does he has this big ass water bottle or it's like this um this what in the world is it called (coughs) whoops excuse me it's this insulated thermos right and it's huge like it's literally the size of his torso i'm betting and actually no it's about the size of my pc like in terms of height like that thing is humongous and he would just be filling it up with water so i ended up purchasing like a 32 ounce um insulated bottle and yeah i'm drinking water from that too wow dude water is good i mean you can't go wrong with it it's it's literally the natural thing you go for so like i i just get usually two like what 12 packs of bottles of water or even maybe more and then just take them upstairs and be like all right got water for the next like couple days maybe even a week because it's me and my dad sharing it so we down that (laughs) whole thing yeah i used to buy i used to buy smart water because those things are tall as have you ever seen smart water in the supermarket or something like that i think yeah i've seen smart water in dubai or yeah. for in Arabic, ironically enough, uh, I'll get into this as a topic later. But it's actually spelled in Arabic. We say Dubai, but everyone's like, "No, it's pronounced Dubai." But I'll get into <laughs> that later. I'll get into that debate later. Well, you'll find that a lot of people from the West, especially from America, they like to pronounce things how they think it should be pronounced when it's in reality like totally opposite. <laughs> That's what we like to call uh, American privilege. I'm just going to start putting privilege behind everything nowadays, you know? <laughs> You've been putting a lot of things behind privilege. Even, like, guys, off 
off recording, <laughs> this man was talking about <laughs> white privilege, straight privilege. He's been talking about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Dude, look, okay, the only reason why <laughs> I, I say white privilege is because we all know that Mark is a racist. And, and I'm, that's a joke. It's an inside joke. If any of you <laughs> like Mark, don't hate on him because he's not a racist. It's he's just it's, it's really funny for us to attack him and call him one because... I mean, he's the whitest guy we know, but <laughs> he's the whitest zoomer and boomer that we've ever met. That yeah, it's become the man, a, it's just become the inside joke between me, Charm, Snapple. <laughs> yeah, the man is twenty five, but we all know he claims he's twenty five, but we all know he's fifty years old. So, wow, this is slowly becoming an episode about Mark. Imagine, imagine, <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, the dude secretly probably like seventy five in dog years or some some shit like. I don't know. <laughs> no, either oh, way, okay. I think we can come to the consensus the consensus that he is old. Agreed? Uh, oh yeah, 100%. Okay, yeah. We can we get an amen in the chat? <laughs> can we get a quick amen in this chat real quick? You're currently the only one in the chat, so I'm waiting for you to say the amen, brother. Uh, all right. I guess you can get a real quick amen from me, brother. Amen. Amen. That's what we like to hear. And if any of you, we're going to try and leave a comment section below because I want to upload this episode to YouTube. If you got this far and you agree with the sentiments that me and Sup are spitting right now, go ahead and leave an amen below in the chat for us. <laughs> but, but yeah, so obviously, Sup, I mentioned before how you're, you are from Iraq, right? So go ahead and tell me some things about yourself. I, I I know that you recently came here to to North America. You're you're currently in Canada right now. And yep. you came to Canada about seven months ago, right? So you mm -hmm. came all the way from Iraq. Tell me about that experience, because you did it in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, I, I'll explain the story kind of clear. First off, with Iraq, I didn't come directly from Iraq because Iraq was, I'll be honest, I'm not going to go with the whole political kind of side of this, but it's been in the shitter with a lot of other things. But I, in reality, I've spent probably a year there, and that was when I was born. And then after that, my parents uh, took me to uh united arab emirates uae and they took me to abu dhabi which was the capital right which is one city over from dubai uh i spent there nearly all my life Be besides iraq i've spent like only one year in iraq the rest of my life has been in there and then i moved um uh, to canada as you said and I moved to the north north america with the intent of studying here and pursuing my career which I still have no idea what I'm going to be doing because I actually went for university once. So in my case, I'm just going to take this one grace year period, do what I have, do every course that they are going to give me when I start in fall. And whichever course I enjoyed the most is what I'm going to major in the next four years. And that's that's the end goal, right? That's my yeah. main end goal. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And you, you mentioned already you received really good news a couple weeks ago i remember you were elated <laughs> to find out that you got accepted to university so and that that's just amazing i think that a lot of people 
and this is mostly for you. Um, a lot of people struggle with basically trying to figure out what they want to do. Um, and as someone who's been down that road before many, many times, <laughs> you're, you are definitely not in the wrong. Okay. So don't, don't be in a rush to, to figure out your life because truth be told, man, I, I haven't even figured out my life. Oh. <laughs> so, nah i mean here's the thing uh the way i like to see it is um is what my dad always taught me and he told me two things he said 20 this is like 25 percent of it in his words quote word for word he said money but that counts as 25 percent of what you should think about 75 percent of it is what you truly enjoy because keep in mind when you're going to like either if you're going to go to college or university Keep in mind, you're going to study this for probably years. We're not talking days, we're not talking months, we're not talking weeks, years. And then following that, if you do succeed in that career path and do well in it, you're then probably going to work in that field for even longer. So it would suck if you end up picking something that you truly don't like because then no one wants to be miserable most of their life because that's going to be the true fact like if let's say you're somebody who's into for example music production but your parents or even you kind of decided to take a safer path and you went you know what, i'm going to be in medicine and I, you become a neurosurgeon which is one of the highest paying jobs in the world but you just don't like what you're doing you hate you hate what you're doing because it was nothing it has you have no passion you have no attitude towards it, towards this whole topic. So you kind of just bail out later on and it kind of ruins your life. So that's why thinking ahead, uh, if you're like me, go into university one. It's it's a good grace year period. If that's any college or uni that offers that, it's a good year period. You can figure out what you want to do, what you like, and then pursue it. Because that's, I think, the most important thing is at the end of the day, money can be achieved through multitudes of way, but being happy is something you can't buy. So you kind of have to find it and pursue it. It's your dream at the end of the day. So do what you wish. And when you put your mind into it, you'll make it happen. Okay. I'm not even going to cap. I literally clutched my chest when you talk about like taking the safer route because I felt attacked by you. When you said your parents decide that you want to, you know, <laughs> take the safer no. route and go into something like med, like you outlined my entire life there. I just want you to know that like me I growing up intentionally, <laughs> that wasn't intention. I swear that was not my intention. It's just that to be honest, the only reason I'm relating to medicine is because most of my cousins are all either doctors or nurses. <laughs> I, I, sh I should same. not. Even my uncles and aunts, same case. Same. So it's, I'm surrounded by people in medicine. The only people who are different are just my mom and dad. My dad's a business car salesman, and my mom also went into IT. So they're the only two different ones <laughs> out of the whole Yeah, thing. Yeah, my, uh, my granddad, surgeon, grandma, nurse, auntie, doctor, uncles engineers one of the uncles that was an engineer became a nurse mom is a nurse but she has her doctorate in nursing stepdad a, he works in uh, radiation oncology like mm. aunts and uncles cousins doctors 
nurses. Like, I can't get away from them. I really can't. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, just, it's just cause of, it comes a family trend. <laughs> yeah, it, it's literally written in my blood. And I remember when I was growing up, there was a lot of people who said, you should go into music. Like, you have a really good voice. And for a time, I was interested in it. But I wouldn't say that it was a passion of mine so much that I wanted to make it a career. Like, I thought about it and I dreamt about it. But it, at the end of the day, I realized that I just want to help people. So that's where the whole going into the medical field manifested itself for me because it just made sense, you know? So, and right now, even though we're back in school, I still don't think I want to, I, I still don't know what I want to do, you know? And it's, it's actually just mind boggling for me. Yeah. That's but I, I have thought about it though. And I feel like I'm going back in the direction of wanting to go into medicine because I think that would just make everyone proud, but that's <laughs> Sorry, we, we went I, off on a tangent about me because honestly, <laughs> it's your fault. You attacked me. You literally just went I, at me. You hold, I, you, I, you full send. You were just like, all right, Dom, you know what? We're just going to make fun of Dom and his life today. How about that? I, like, you I, did honest, honest to God, that was not the intention. I just thought what <laughs> came to my head and just went with it. And also, secondly, I'm setting cap on the music shit because... Boy, were you singing so much recently in the past okay. days. Like, let's I'm gonna keep it straight with all of you guys. This man has been singing nothing but Hamilton, Disney songs, mm -hmm. and he's now expanding his vocals. The man might as well be the reincarnation of fucking like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Bless my soul. Herc was on a roll. I see. Person of the week in every Greek opinion poll. <laughs> he's already freaking got into fucking vocal. Like oh, that. my God, dude. OK, here's the thing. Right. So the reason why I started getting back into. OK, music has always been this really weird place for me. Right. Because it's always been that hobby of mine where I can connect with not, I wouldn't say other people, but I don't know. I just feel more of myself when I'm singing or if I'm listening to music. Like I can just feel it. Like there's a lot of people who will go, oh yeah, this this artist is really good. I like the way they sound. But like, okay, so for example, um, the other day I was talking, I can't remember if it was to Mark or Velma. And I was talking to them about one of Adele's songs, which is Rolling in the Deep. Have you heard that song before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard so it so many times. <laughs> who hasn't, right? And mm -hmm. so w one of the things I conveyed that I don't think they saw what I was thinking, but there's just something about like that's so alluring about Adele. And when you listen to Rolling in the Deep, the one thing I love about her and I love about that song is that you can tell the emotion that she is portraying like like when she's singing like the the first the first verse, she's like, there's a fire starting in my heart. Like, she's so mad. Like, you can mm -hmm. tell she's pissed, right? So I'm able to visually and mentally connect with other artists and feel their emotions, whether or not you're happy, you're sad, you're depressed, you're angry. Like, there's just, I, I can feel 
that type of stuff. And so that's why music is this really special place to me. But, you know, the, the past few months, I was in this bad rut and really depressed. And, and you know that <laughs> like we have, we've had these discussions before. So I'm yeah, in this, this place right true. now. Yeah, it is true. It do be true. Um, and I'm in this place now where I'm trying to, I wouldn't say push that up, push that to the side and not confront those problems that I'm having right now. But I need to, there's a lot of things that I need to do in order to get my life back together. So honestly, listening to some Disney music, just like you can't feel depressed with Disney music. You can't like, there's no way Um, like even, even Frozen's songs, like there's some depressing songs in Frozen, but you can't even be depressed with, with anything, with anything that Disney puts out. It is all like, it's good vibes. Yeah, just good vibes. Like how can you like how can you not listen to Beauty and the Beast and not like <laughs> smile? Like it's it's virtually uh, impossible to me, you know? That that is that is very true. Though I want to like do a double back to the um the correlation the whole rolling in the deep thing. I find it interesting cuz it's very true. Like you can I think any anybody can visually hear when you hear not just even emotion, but you could feel like, in a sense, soul. Like, you could literally mm-hmm. tell when somebody is putting in the work into it. Like, there's some times where someone's just half-assing it and writing it down and just going as he's written it. And there's times where you can feel, like, you can literally feel them going in deep into the song and just putting their whole heart and soul into it, just pouring everything out onto it. It's outstanding. And that, that's a, that's with a lot of songs, and especially with Adele, like many of her songs, Rolling in the Deep, Hello, and much more, Can you could feel that and just visually hear that. Yeah. And plus, it's fair. I mean, many people have like emotional connections to songs, not just even for the writer, but even the uh, the listener. And they it kind of just shows them what they're interested in. So it, it is fair. Yeah. Very, very fair indeed. Actually... Growing up, did you watch Disney or, you know, see any of the crazy cringe stuff that people in America here see? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've seen some Disney shows and maybe some movies. I've never been into, I'll be honest, in general, I don't know why this has changed about me, but growing up i used to watch so many shows in general i used to binge watch on the tv now i don't even want to open netflix and open the show I, not even anime i just simply go on youtube watch some cringe moments or some gameplay and just play video games or I, or work <laughs> i feel like it's hard to start binge watching stuff nowadays especially with our generation like i in my opinion i feel like the only thing that people our age want to watch or binge is anime and after that it's just compilations of like mark plier or offline tv and memes mm. and other stuff on and other stuff on tiktok and youtube you know agreeing yeah no i agree yeah no um it's it's actually crazy so a lot of the content that i would watch on youtube lately is valorant content and i and 
I'm a Hiko fanboy. I love Hiko. One of my absolute <laughs> favorites. And because how can you not like Hiko is so entertaining. He is a 31 year old man. And then he just like his his personality. It's not like overwhelming or very boisterous, but it's also just very entertaining at the same time. I don't know. Like, I just love his videos. He goes, he goes amazing. There you go. Yeah, I recently subscribed to Boaster because, yeah. <laughs> for obvious, for, for reasons uh, that we like to call Charm just likes how he looks. And Listen, plays. no, it's not that. It's not that. Both. Like, no, no, like, Boaster, the man, if you go, I, I dare you. No, I, I encourage you. I implore watch, you. I implore you. Watch one of his videos on, no, watch the Valorant Masters. Watch one of the games on YouTube. Look up one of them and look up a game with Fnatic versus anyone. And when both the teams walk out onto the stage, you see Boaster doing his crazy, you know, running around. He's either doing ballerina dances or he's trying to BM them with, with his gestures. It is the funniest thing. Like he has that personality. He's also British. So you know that in my book, that's automatically 20 points. That's and a win. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And and he's really cute. So <laughs> yeah, see, I was I was right. I was right. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, he just has such a great person. Like he he's so. Yeah, he's dreamy. Just okay, stop. The man already. Just I, the man already. <laughs> I would love to, but he's currently taken. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> now, now I'm getting depressed. Now, thanks, thanks. Now I have to turn no. on. Some, I have to turn on Disney now. Like I can't believe this is what you did to me. You, you had me getting my hopes up about my husband. I'm okay, I'm, that... I literally encouraged you to go chase your waifu. Like, bro, <laughs> you're not sorry. Not waifu, husbando. Like, okay. Dude, I will never understand these this terminology that people in anime waifu husband. Nope, I will never get it. Never will. Never shall. I refuse. I declare. I can't. I can't. Absolutely not. Where do all these terms come from? I just want to know. I, I want to know. Ask the people of the internet. <laughs> That's just it. I don't want to because the people of the internet are cringe, man. Like, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Not wrong. No, so going back to you, you obviously bashing me and my career path. <laughs> no, um, have you have you ever? Or actually, let me rephrase this. Um, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I gotta laugh. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> it sounded exactly like. <laughs> like a rewind, bro. Straight rewind. Man literally went for like Back to the Future button. Boom. Back to the Future button 4K, you know? that That's how we'd be doing it. 4K 30 FPS, bro. What you mean? <laughs> anyways, anyways. So, you're, you're, you're now going to be going to uni in the fall. And obviously your first year, your first two years for anybody are going to be more or less just getting your general education requirements out of the way, some electives. But have you thought about what you want to do yet? Like, have you, is there an area or fields that have piqued your interest thus far? In the past, I would say, and I still even would say even now, uh, between two. And they're 
completely different far apart fields. Uh, one of them was uh, something I initially wanted to do, which was uh, renewable energy engineering. That was the first plan I had in mind. And second from that, uh, slowly as I was, you know, during, I think this was during my first um, year off when I was during the pandemic and I wasn't able to travel to Canada sooner. I was then leaning towards uh, computer programming because I started wanting to, I started having an interest of wanting to learn how computers work because, you know, I've, I spend most of my days on a computer and then learning to code, learning the actual, uh, a way to put it would basically the internals of a computer and then how to set it up would be interesting to me. Wow. That's actually really cool. So have you okay if you could choose one now which one would it be computer programming or renewable energy if i had to choose based off which one i want i'd say computer programming i think i'm still leaning to that more than renewable energy don't get me wrong renewable energy is probably well what about renewable energy made it like that's i feel like first off engineering is such a crazy field and when I went to college back in the day, everyone wanted to do physical engineering or chemical chemical, chemical engineering. Why? Because they just make bank. Like renewable mm. energy engineering. What in the world? Like, how, <laughs> what? What, what I, made I you want to go into that? I think it's because it's, it's kind of like a necessity thing because... Uh, I think this was during the time when I was learning, you know, like, I think everybody's known this at this point, that even though we say we barely scratch the surface of, like, how much oil gets used day-to-day basis worldwide, I still think there may come to a point where we might, you know, eventually, because it's not going to be now, not going to be, like, I'm not saying within a year or even 20 years, probably way further than that, but... I think it's a necessity that we have a second form of energy source besides just oil. I mean, we've we've kind of advanced a lot in the world. I mean, we've had renewable energy, renewable energy sources from windmills, solar panels, especially solar panels because this was something in Middle East that could be very vi- viable since uh, in Abu Dhabi, we lived near the equator. So it would be a very viable energy source besides just using oil in the desert. And even though uh, I'm not going to go into detail about how Middle East and oil has, you know, that's, that would be taking it back into history, but I'm not going to go that far, but it just kind of clicked in my mind that I think eventually since we were advancing so fast and even we have electrical cars now, I think in the near future, people were even saying we might have, AI automated cars, I think renewable energy might be a decent solution for oil when that inevitably runs out. I would like to think of that. That's really cool. Like I'm I'm just thinking about it right now. That's really admirable because as I said before, no one ever thinks about going into that type of field. So and and it makes sense for me actually, you know. I I feel like you're the type of person who loves helping people. So whatever field you go into, say whether or not it's renewable energy engineering or 
computer programming, I, I know you're going to change the world. I know you're going to help people because that's that's crazy. I've actually like I've. Yeah, I've gained a much greater respect for you than I appreciate the, it. Yeah, because I didn't respect you before with your bitch. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can't take much. Of <laughs> you know, at this point, I've kind of used to us kind of doing the whole low hanging fruit ball jokes and just kind of yeah. just rolling with it. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, no, I I appreciate it. Yeah, man. No, it, it's funny because when m much of my cohort growing up, when we were studying to finish our science degrees and we wanted to go into medical school. Everyone wants to be one of the following. If you want to become a doctor, you either want to become a surgeon. And specifically, if you want to become a surgeon, it's either plastics or neurology. So neurosurgery, mm -hmm. because those yeah. fields make the most money. And funny part is nobody realizes how much work those feel like. I don't think people understand that if you want to become a neurosurgeon, you not only have to go through your four years of medical school. You have to go through like five years of residency, just doing general surgery and being a a an intern and a resident at a hospital mm -hmm. doing rotations. And then for a field that's crazy, like neurosurgery or even the heart cardiology, you have to do a fellowship for at least two to three more years. So you won't even become a fully fledged professional surgeon until maybe close to 10 years <laughs> it's crazy it's man. Like, and if you're probably gonna start uni in like your 20s or even 19 you'll probably finish by your late 20s or 30s early mm -hmm. 30s maybe it, it that kind of is insane though i would imagine it's probably worse now because you're saying you have to work as an intern i would just imagine during a pandemic like today like now for if this was at the beginning i can't imagine or bear to see how that would all play out yeah i'm pretty sure at the start of the pandemic a lot of the articles and the the news that i was watching was a lot of sp specialty practices were going out of business and not because they weren't necessary because a lot of the stuff that when it comes to healthcare, everything is still essential but a lot of people were starting to convert their focus from any other health um health aim health ailments or abnormalities they're starting to switch their focus to obviously emergency and critical care because the, the the virus is just ridiculous it's taking mm. its toll on the entire world so many people were starting to work more in intensive care and in, in emergency medicine rather than you know scheduling surgeries or cosmetics or you know that that type of stuff like that's just crazy but yeah no i can't imagine it but I did meet a general practitioner and he does family medicine. This guy that I talked to uh, when I was volunteering, he I forgot what his last name was. I don't think it matters. So anyways, he was asking me about what I wanted to do when I go to medical school. And, you know, I told him I was thinking about surgery or potentially general practitioner, just be a family physician. And he told me he he told me to um, ask him. When do you think I graduated medical school? And so I assumed, you know, he's a little old, bit of an older guy. So I said, oh, maybe you're late 20s. And he said, I'm currently, he said, I'm 60 years old. I graduated medical school at 45. I was like, what? 
like this man went to school. He became a carpenter before. And then he decided after he had a family, after his wife was in the middle of her, like during the middle of his wife's career, that he wanted to go back to school, get his prerequisites for pre-medicine done, and then go back to medical school at 40. I was like, what in the world, man? I th- I feel like that's a that's a very cool thing to do, like yeah. switching between jobs. Because, I mean, same kind of came in mind. I think with my dad, because he can relate to that. Because he, when he first came here, because he was working so much as a car sales manager in with like Mitsubishi and San Infinity and all these different companies before, that, you know, he always focused on business, hitting targets, and then when he came here. He actually didn't want to do it. And I, I was talking with him about it. And he told me, he was like, you know, honestly, when I decided to come here to Canada with you, because my mom would follow us in like a year. But when we first moved, he was actually thinking of doing humanitarian work and, you know, helping the homeless or wow. helping people in need. Because even though those are two very different professions, he just wanted to change it because he felt like he wanted to do something different. You know, since he's coming to a whole new country, he's going to start a whole new life. He just felt like this was a fresh way to clean the slate and do something different. That's crazy. Actually, I, I did have a question about that. Um, So you, you basically outlined how you got up and you moved all the way across the world. And now you guys started on a fresh clean slate what what was that like you know how how, like you had an entirely different life all the way in the uae right you were in abu dhabi Mm -hmm. right yeah so how much has life changed for you since you moved i would say since for the past seven months that i've been here it's uh it's changed quite a lot and i am uh alhamdulillah in arabic that would just mean uh, thank god or bless god because I'm glad for the opportunity I was given because honestly, everything came at a very lucky time. You know, initially I was meant to come here in um, in March or May of last year. Pandemic started getting worse. Flights got shut. And then in October, me and my dad managed to get one flight to come here. And we came here as refugees. I think I can openly speak about that. And we had the help of one of my dad's friends as well as the government but they helped us out and they helped us even find an apartment where somebody was ironically about to leave and move to another province in canada and we bought it off him with all the furniture and everything and now i'm going to uni and now i got my license it just feels like everything's kind of going in this perfect time and i feel like this is where i can kind of believe the whole concept of like Things are just destined to happen when, you know, like it, when God intends it to happen. And this is this is one of the things where I'm just like, alhamdulillah, I'm blessed and I'm glad to, that I made it this far. And I'm glad for the luck that we've been given and glad for what God has given us. That's awesome, man. Everything basically just fell into place for you. Like, that's crazy. You you were able to get a place to live and you guys bought an apart or bought all the fr- <laughs> like, I wish I had that like the hell (laughs) i I wish i rented this house with full furniture i had to buy everything excuse me 
that, yeah, that's the thing. We were very lucky that we we were like hassling the guy for a minute about what <laughs> you know uh, what he was willing to pay. Cause I, I'll give you a little hint. We bought off of him for thousand five hundred. That's that's what we gave him, or I think two thousand between there. I think it was thousand five hundred for sure though. But he initially, <laughs> the dude was, cause uh, I don't know if this is just an Egyptian thing, cause I know Noble Dubby there's something about that but this dude went ahead and was like nah how does 3.5 grand sound i'm like excuse you that's a that's a definitely a foreign thing to do like the culture of haggling is just one of the craziest things i have a i have a story for you so there's so i'm filipino right and Mm. there's this there's this event that is celebrated in the United States by all Filipino communities is called Filipino American Friendship Day. And it's basically to celebrate the relationship between the Philippines and the United States because after World War II or during World War II, uh, General Douglas MacArthur, who's a famous uh, army general, he helped win the war in the Pacific. Like he helped liberate the Philippines from the Japanese. And you know, Filipinos just have this endearing relationship towards the U.S. So that it's it's celebrated July 6th. So it's celebrated around Independence Day for the U.S. Anyway, so when Filipino American Friendship Day is celebrated, there's usually a bunch of different um, organizations or different. um, I don't know how to describe it. There's different types of Filipinos, sup, side. Like, there's, <laughs> that's the only way to describe it. But bro, I I completely agree with that because you, I could say the very same damn thing with different types of Arabs. It's yeah. the same damn thing. <laughs> yeah. So you have all these different organizations or people who speak different dialects, you know, in one place celebrating their culture, whether or not it's you know through um, representation of the arts, like dancing, singing. Um, but in addition to that on that day or week there's a lot of festivities going on there's people cooking out there's a bunch of free food and there's vendors and so my um my grandma and my grandparents and I along with my aunts and uncles and my cousins we would go um every year and i remember one time we went to one of the vendors in their tent and it's it's a filipino american vendor like there there's like the girl who was selling the the jewelry and the and i think they were also selling some boba stuff like that like they they were born here in the u.s you know like they're not from the philippines so they don't exactly know the culture it's my grandma she she does this thing and i noticed it as soon as i saw her grab this girl's arm because it's it's how elderly people want to haggle she she grabs her arm, you know, and like holds it like as if like, you know, they're, you know, she's being like a mom, like being sweet to her. And she's like, what's your name? And she's like, oh, it's it's Angelica auntie because you call your elders auntie or uncle. So she's like, it's Angelica auntie. She's like, oh, Ange- oh, you have a pretty name. Oh, you're so beautiful, too. And she's like blushing and everything. And she's like, so how much is how much is this drink? And she said, oh, that's eight dollars auntie and it's like have you ever been to starbucks yeah it's like a grande sized drink 
And she's like, oh, yeah, wow. that's, Ab- that's yeah, it's for Boba, you know? So, and it makes sense at, at an event like this, like they're going to be selling stuff that's jacked up. And so yeah. she's like, yeah, it's eight dollars, auntie. And she goes, <laughs> she starts like rubbing her arm. She's like, how does five dollars sound? <laughs> and she's like, auntie, I can. She's like, no, come like, think about it. Like. What, do you want to really charge me $8 for this? And they're, they're going back and forth. And I'm just like, <laughs> I cannot believe what I'm seeing. I'm like, there's no way that this woman is haggling her over the price of a drink. Like, there's no way. <laughs> there's like absolutely no way. Like, I'm just holding like my palms or my face. I'm like, no way. And then she got it. She she got the drink sold to her for like $4.99. I was like, <clears throat> bruh. <laughs> I was like, excuse me. And I was telling her, I was like, mom, <laughs> you're not in the Philippines anymore. You're not in the barrio. You're not in the market. You can't just haggle a poor American girl <laughs> for the price of a drink. She's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. You don't understand. That's the culture. I'm like, she's not from there. She's literally, she was born here. Her mom and dad might have been born there, but she was born here. Like she didn't. I, I was irritated. I was irritated. You, for were, her. you were like, bro. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, the thing is, I'd say that's the exact same thing with Arab culture. Because, bro. Like, I think it's a foreign thing in general. Like, haggling oh, is yeah. part of the culture. If you don't bargain over the price of something, whether or not it's new or used, you're not partaking in the culture, you know? No, but for me, that's the first time I've heard of the, the whole, like, <laughs> Filipino side of it, where it's like rubbing the arm, acting like a mom and everything. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> Philippine, we're, we are a manipul- manipulative breed of humans. Oh, no, for we are. us, nah, we, we go, it goes one way or the highway. It's just like, there are <laughs> people, but with like, a, it's like, imagine a literal like imagine it's like my mom who has this high ass temper which she does so but multiplied by at least a good thousand because oh i know about that with Mm -hmm. arabs if you try haggling and you try to tell them that you're gonna pay this much instead of that much believe me it's gonna go back and forth especially if it was in awadabi oh my god ironically (laughs) enough in awadabi the funny thing is You'll probably find 90%, maybe even 95% of the vendors, all Indian or Pakistani. You, you will barely find an Arab selling any in the anything in those vendors, unless they're maybe the supplier. Otherwise, barely any Arabs. It's 90% just Indians or Pakistanis selling it, or even Filipinos, because ironically oh, yeah. enough, that makes up most of the UAE. Yeah, I know that uh, my cousins, they studied nursing in the uae like that if you're in the philippines you go one of two places you either go to the united states to study or start a new life or you go to saudi that's what they say they go to saudi or uae so yeah i no i i totally get (laughs) the whole filipino event they probably you know to be honest they probably brought the haggling over to the middle east and most of asia (laughs) i'm betting you like (laughs) <laughs> the funny thing is i haven't seen that form of haggling that's the thing I oh no not it's seen it's that. not it's not common among everyone but it just depends on who like obviously i've never seen my granddad haggle before but i know men are very aggressive with with other people who are selling stuff oh yeah and but my grandma oh my god that woman she she's so 
she's such a little snake that, that <laughs> I love her, but she is like, she is a she is a conniving and twisted woman. At, that at is some core. that is what something you say to your grandmother. <laughs> Bro, no if I is... said that, I'd feel not only guilty, but I would just hug my grandma and be like, uh, "I'm sorry." I even oh no, I hug her. It. I hug her. I give her a kiss. <laughs> I, you know, I tell her I love her. But then I tell her, "I was like, oh, you're you're twisted. You're a twisted, evil woman. I know that. Like, and she knows it. She knows. No, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. Now, have you <laughs> ever seen? Up. Have you ever seen Joe Coy, the the comedian? Joe Coy? No, I I don't watch that. Nah. Look him up. I promise you will not be disappointed. He's a Filipino American comedian. He's how I is think, that spelled? Joe J O Koi K O Y. His his name is like Richard Joseph something, but he yeah, tells Joseph you about Glenn Herbert. Oh yeah, isn't that a white name? Joseph Glenn Herbert. He literally has three white people names. Imagine, no. Anyway, I mean in in NBA, there's like. There's probably ones where their first and last names are just both the whitest names you could ever put together. Yeah, that's true. No, um, yeah, Joe Coy, one of the best comedians ever. Watch him whenever you get the chance. He loves to make fun of our of Filipino culture and American culture. Well, actually, he makes fun of every culture he gets the chance to. But he's he's so amazing, and he perfectly describes, um, Filipino moms. <laughs> like the- you just no, I'm not <laughs> wow. even kidding. Like my grandma, short. Like her hair's in a she has really long hair, like her hair goes all the way down to below her waist, but mm-hmm. she ties it perfectly into a bun, glasses, coach purse, <laughs> Louis B- Louis Baton. No, like dead ass. Like <laughs> the has, accent just coming out, huh? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the the whole accent comes out like and wearing her she has a coach purse with her, you know, bun and everything, glasses, like wearing the most expensive shit ever and you know you expect there to be like wads of cash inside of a inside of a coach bag but not it's just um it's food (laughs) it's just i mean that is something that's only something a grandma would do it only makes sense no no i'm playing i'm playing but yeah no it's god i i love that woman Uh, if if you're listening to this mom i love you i love you very much She doesn't listen. Thank God. We, we, we all listen to our we all listen to our grandparents. Yeah, that's very <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind me asking, are your grandparents still around or? Uh, grandfathers they are not around, but grandmothers, uh, one of them is around. Okay. And do you have a close relationship with like what what's your relationship like with them? Oh, I've like for with my grandmother, um, Tata Nozick she's she's probably one of my favorite grandmas i mean before like when i had even my other grandma from my dad's side i would always it just became the apparent thing this is always a family thing in middle east or just anywhere in the world if it's summer vacation best believe with any foreign country your mom is gonna walk in the room and be like okay we're gonna go meet your grandma in jordan (laughs) 100 percent of the time in june she's gonna call me up and be like all right pack your stuff we're going and we go to Jordan nearly every single summer, except ironically, two summers before I haven't gone and visited her because uh, not even just pandemic before even the pandemic. I hadn't visited her because I was uh, hanging out mainly to lose weight at that time. But after that, I visited my grandma. She's the kindest woman that 
honestly, I've never seen her. I don't know how she carries five bags of groceries <laughs> every day. Not just like, I don't get it. It's like every day she's like, okay, I'm going to go to work. And then she comes back. She has groceries. I'm like, grandma, do you? Do you work? Do you even lift? Do you even lift, bro? Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm like, do you need help? Something like she has a maid, but she carries like five bags and the maid carries like three. I'm like, grandma, you said you went to work. She's like, yeah, then I got some, I got some food for dinner. I'm um, for, you know, next week's dinner. Even I said, did do you work in the grocery store? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, do you work there and you get a discount? And she's like, no, I work. You know, I work with. Ironically enough, she's working with opticals, kind of like uh. where my mom works. But okay, because uh, my mom works with <coughs> in my mom works in IT department with an optical office, but. She works with opticals, and yet, ironically enough, she has to come back with groceries. And I remember every time I would have to help her out, except there was one annoying thing that never changed by my grandma. You know how you said your grandma's a snake? I meant it in the most endearing way possible, okay? I, I know, I my, know. My grandma's no, no, not no. a snake. Like, I, I, I know, love that I know. woman. She's the sweetest person you'll ever meet. But she, no, that's she, I mean. she, she is pretty cunning. That's all I gotta say. No, that's what I mean. Like, in that kind of way. Like, endearing. But there's one thing about my grandma that annoys me. She's partially deaf. So, like selective, Like, selectively deaf? Like, no, we're or... not talking selectively. We're not talking selective oh. hearing. We're talking okay. literally partially deaf. Oh, okay. So, here's the thing with Arab moms. Especially if it's my mom and my grandmother because mm-hmm. keep in mind i can see where the short temper stemmed from <laughs> since it came from my grandmother and now my mom has that too so i'll give you a quick story this was like early in the morning imagine a 13 year old me i went to bed at like first i first went to bed at 10 p.m and actually no sorry that's a lie went to bed at three in the morning because i stayed up late and then i wake up six in the morning at six in the morning and i didn't wake up to birds chirping i didn't wake up ironically to my younger cousin annoying me no i woke up to my two moms screaming at six in the fucking morning (laughs) because my mom is screaming at her and she's partially deaf so obviously that's the only way she's gonna hear her if she speaks (laughs) louder and my partially deaf grandmother has to scream back at her because arab grandmother logic so as a result, what? 14. <laughs> I can so no, I can already read it out. I already know the I know the huh? What? <laughs> Say it again. Huh? Exactly. And then so then I literally I shit you not, I grabbed my pillow, I grabbed my cover, and I walked it across the floor, across the <laughs> carpet floor, and I looked I walked in the in the living room where they're both shouting at each other, and my, both of them turned their head to me. And my mom looks at me with the brightest smile on the earth. And she goes, good morning. I'm surprised you woke up early. I said, (laughs) in my head, I'll I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what went through my head first before what I said, what went through my head was, bitch, you got me fucked up. If you think I won't hear your ass from all the way down there. (laughs) But what came out was mom. 
how the hell did you not wake up the auntie that's literally living one <laughs> room away from here? Like, I shit you not. Our auntie is in one room away from the room they're living in, yet she's somehow perfectly asleep, yet my ass wakes up through a closed door. How? <laughs> how? <laughs> and then she goes, you're just you're just having, you're, you're, very, you're just being stupid. Go, go to the bathroom, take a shower, wake up. I said, <laughs> I said huh? Dude. The hell you just... <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I have a similar story to that, except it, I didn't have really much of a response. It was more like, so I used to live with my grandparents when I was little. And my, my mom lived with us too. And we had some aunts and uncles who lived with us. And these aunts and uncles weren't my direct aunts and uncles. They were my grandmother's siblings and my grandmother's uh, nephews and nieces. And we had one of their families staying with them because they had this big house. And I remember sleeping at, I want to say around 11 o'clock at night. And I woke up to the sound of pots and pans banging. And there's a there's a running joke in my family that my granddad, what no matter the case, it doesn't matter how safe or how um, proactive he is, but whenever he, and this man's a surgeon, mind you, like this man, like he gave me stitches once. I cut, I cut open my foot and he stitched my foot together uh, mm. after I was screaming and I passed out from freaking out. Um, so this, so this man has precise fingers. Like he, he's very gentle, right? But there's this running joke in our family that whenever he makes it to the kitchen, no, there, his feet are not safe from any pot, pan, or a can of creamed corn. Or, his feet? Yeah. Like literally like. He can open the refrigerator and like a piece of frozen meat will fall on his foot and you'll just hear him screaming and yelling expletives and expletives in, in our native tongue. Uh, same thing with his pots and pans. Like he likes them organized in a certain way, which there's no such thing as organization when it comes to his pots and pans. Like his pots and pans are not organized. They're just thrown into one of the, um one of the cupboards and, but it's organized to him, I guess. And Whenever he can't find something, he he will shout expletives. So I wake up and I go into the kitchen and the man just looks at me and it's around like five or six o'clock in the morning. So he's getting ready to make breakfast for everybody. And he's like, why are you up? And so the thought that went into my mind, I was like, you can't make this up, right? There's, there's no, there's no like... <laughs> I thought to myself, I'm looking at him dead in the eye, and he's, he kind of scares me sometimes. And I'm just thinking to myself, there's no way that you didn't think after cursing and screaming, you know, for, for the past 30 minutes that I, I'm surprised that, you know, aunties and uncles aren't. I'm surprised that mom's not. I'm surprised my mom is not awake, you know, like, what the hell? Like, I, I will never understand any family that is not American. <laughs> No. They never. They don't deal with this. Sh I feel like most American families don't deal with this shit. Like we, like probably just, they don't. I mean, they probably do, but also on the same hand, I feel like they don't. Like it's just, it's yeah. No, I get what you're talking about. Like we're on the same page when it comes to um, when it comes to families being loud and obnoxious. Like it's just. Um.
No, but the weird thing was, is that, the thing is, I was always, to my grandma, the, uh, the sweetest one out of the family. Because she would always, because, uh, oh. and I don't blame her for this, for one reason. Because she had to deal with one of my younger siblings, one of my younger cousins, specifically. So I don't blame her for calling me the sweetest one, because I was, I was older than her, obviously. So obviously she'd be obnoxious and loud she's a kid it only makes sense but by the time i was 12 uh i wouldn't be acting this way but according to my parents and according to them i wasn't acting a strange way in fact most of the time when i was 12 i was actually the silent kid for some weird reason but then my mm. cousin when she turned 13 oh my fucking god it was like taking a living ticking time bomb and you have no idea which wire to cut because you know whichever one you cut will not defuse the bomb but will for sure cause a premature detonation no matter what you do like dead ass that's what would be the case honestly honestly said i don't think that that just applies to your cousin i think it applies to every Okay, I'm about to I'm about to actually get canceled here. Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. We're not gonna say it. I'm not saying it. We're not I saying mean, it. If you don't want to say it, don't say it. But the reason why I say my cousin is because here's the thing. I'll, I'll give you one more. Um, she. This was actually recent. It was an odd thing. 2018. She turned 15, but not not even 15. Sorry. I think she was 14 at the time of this. So you would think 14 year old, right? She's probably not going to be that obnoxious as when she was, like, 10, right? She's not going to be as obnoxious as when she was 8, right? So, my aunt calls up, um, and she's she's a very hardworking auntie, so she works as a flight attendant. So, she ends up having to call up and ask about us, because I didn't appear that summer since I was trying to lose weight. And she said that she was going to come to the UAE. I was like, that's a surprise. So she comes over this summer. And first thing we do, we go to a theme park in Dubai, which was going to be amazing. It was going to be a lovely time at, I think this was, uh, what was it? I think, I think this was probably, um, I don't think it was Dubai theme park, but whatever it was, it was just a random theme park that we went to. And it was fun for most of the time. Except my cousin. Except my cousin. Because for some dumb fucking reason. It, she's had this since she was 10. I don't know how she's managed to keep it. But she's always put this tough act, right? Even though I promise to God. I think any person could safely say. If you've probably met my cousin. You could probably deck her in the face. Without any worries of getting decked back. So it's 100% capable. But she would always act tough and willing to start trouble no matter what. I didn't get why she would do this, but it was it was her thing. And we went to the theme park and she was acting like a stuck up like a stuck up bitch. Like <laughs> I honest to god, she sat by herself on a bench, not willing to go to any of the rides, not willing to go anywhere and just put her AirPods, put her expensive ass iPhone X even though I had an iPhone 6 at the time. Shows you how much they spoiled her in comparison to me. And <laughs> and, they, and she was like 
just vibing on her own. And anytime somebody approached her, it was like approaching a serpent snake that's just ready to bite <laughs> your fucking hands off. A hundred percent. She was that like introverted and just didn't want anyone to bother her. She was in her own little bubble. And one time, I don't know where this stemmed from, because this is the recurring theme though. They my aunt and her would always argue. And one time she bursted out screaming. And I noticed everybody around us was looking at her and us. And I thought she had to make a scene. Like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Obviously, as the older cousin, I had to come in, hug her, and try to calm her down before she puts herself in a bigger tantrum. Because that's the one thing I was only good at with her is that she only liked me because she I could calm her the fuck down so she didn't that's I think Aww. one of the reasons my aunts enjoyed me even more is because they knew I was basically that diffusal kit for CSGO where <laughs> it would turn from 10 seconds to 5 seconds I would diffuse the bomb quicker so I fixed the issue calmed everything down but the funny thing is I want your opinion on this I don't know why she had this stuck-up act, and I feel like... I want to say it's because she didn't have a dad growing up, because apparently my aunt... According to what my mom told me the story was, they had... My aunt married somebody. They were... They, they would known each other for a long time, and then when she gave birth, ironically enough, he dipped. He just disappeared and dipped out of the scene. And I thought I thought they had a divorce, and that wasn't the case. He just dipped out of the scene. And obviously, my mom's thinking that's why my aunt has to work twice as hard as a parent to be like both the dad and the mom. But I don't get why my cousin has to have this tough act 24-7. That's the only thing I can't understand. So I, I don't know. Maybe you can give me an opinion on that. I'm guess you're asking because of my relationship with my mom and me being an only child and not having a dad. Is that why you're asking? No, I'm not asking that. I was just asking in general. Oh. In, in, keep this in mind. I don't always think about other people's past and just kind of correlate the shit. Okay. Just like how you thought I correlated uh, okay. the whole but job you've, thing. You've, you've, like, been nailing, you've been nailing it on the hammer like for, for the past hour. So you've just trust. been you know, you know, taking no, good licks at me, you know? <laughs> Bro, good licks. Rich, you are cracked at Valorant. You'll headshot me, no problem. Anyway, yes, sir. So. I am. I think we should establish here and now for uh, the entire you know world what, before, to hear. Let me cut you off here. Let me cut you off. <laughs> go sub to the... Go Go follow this man. Charm here. Twitch. Twitch.tv slash charm here. Stop it. No, no, no. Go follow him. He's no. a streamer. He's going to be a streamer I'm now. Not, no, hell no. Mm-mm, no, sir. Absolutely not. Yes. No, yes. I'm, I was only doing it for the clips, and that's the only time also, I... Also sub to his channel. You make a YouTube channel. Stop it. So, Stop. What is with you in this free advert? Can you like call anyways? I, bro, you need the promotion. You nope. gonna be a big star growing up, boy. Hell <laughs> no. Hell <laughs> no. I refuse and I declare. You're, nope. You're mm. cracked, bitch. Just accept it. No, I am cracked. I'm cracked. I'm I'm the most cracked person you will ever meet at a hard stuck gold elo. I'm telling you, I'm the most cracked. <laughs> I <laughs> I am cracked. <laughs> yep, I am cracked at the game of Valorant, indeed. No, but um, to go back to your question about you know why she has this act, I can't presume to know what is going on on the inside for her or anybody else. Um, I do know that my experience growing up, you know, I told you that um, you know, when I was younger or when I was first born, my dad left, and mm. I had a stepdad growing up. My mom married around. 
I was like 10 or 11 and I had a good relationship with him. Um, it, I think I don't really see myself as the type of person to have a, a very tough, like, like a tough, a tough mentality or like putting up this act of, you know, just being tough and invulnerable. Cause I, I think I'm far from that, but I, I don't know. I I'm not a professional, so I can't, you know, psychoanalyze her or <laughs> no, obviously talk not. to her, but I think it's just different for other people. You never know what their experiences are. You know, I, it, uh, yeah. you know, I, at face value, it doesn't matter if you know them. And that's actually something that I've been talking about with my family recently. Um, you never know what's going on. Like you can, you can presume to know everything about that person. Like, for example, like my relationship with my grandmother, the woman's known me for the past 22, 23 years. You know, she, I, she's been in my life ever since I was born. She raised me. Obviously, I have a good relationship with her because I call her mom instead of Lola or grandma or, <laughs> you know, but she doesn't know everything about me. And even though she knows almost everything about me, there's just other things that she doesn't see under the surface. And I'm not even just talking about, you know, who I am as an, as an individual, but just the stuff that's going on inside, because you, there's a lot of people who have this mentality towards others where they should treat or they should act how they're acting. Right. Like, so I, and I have this issue too. If somebody is going through some shit or, is not on the level that I think that they could be, I'll tell them. And like, <laughs> good good troll example, for example, with Mark and you, when, when y'all be trolling me in Valorant and shit, I know y'all could do better. And I tell you how it is. I go, look, first of all, you need to unbind that crouch key. First thing, number one. Number two, you need, <laughs> you need, you need to unbind the ADS, the, the toggle ADS key. That's the number two thing. Unbind it, sir. Yeah. You need to do that because that that's annoying the hell out of me. <laughs> no, but you should tell that to Lone too. I I've been telling, but that that man literally has an ego that it. Yeah, Lone, Lone just I don't think Lone understands that like his ego can get him so far. <laughs> and uh, continue. No, 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 no. But but dead ass, like you know. I'm the type of person who will tell you what I'm thinking, especially if we're close. Like, I'm not going to do that to anybody on the outside that I just met. Like, I'm not going to, you know, tell you my thoughts about you or give you advice off the bat, you know. But that's a problem I have is that, you know, especially if we're friends and we're close and you ask me, I will tell you what's up. And because I think you need to know that. And because I also know and feel like you can be better than where you are whether or not it's playing a video game or your current life, you know, there's just always room for improvement, but I don't know what the hell's going on with you. Like, I don't know what, what's going on in your mind, what you're thinking. I don't know the stuff that's going on in the background that's affecting your lifestyle or affecting your, your, your mood that day. Like I can't, I can't control that. And well, neither. Not. Yeah. So, you know, that's good though that you were or you are this positive influence in your cousin's life to the point where if 
she's around you, she feels better. She feels calm. And that and that's great. That's a great personality to have, honestly. So I'll I mean, never I, understand. I definitely say the same thing for you, but I'll let you continue first. Oh no, it's just you'll you'll never understand people. You never understand women too either. Like I, <laughs> as much as I like to joke about, no, you'll never understand a woman. You'll never understand anyone, any gender. Literally, you know? yeah, any man, woman, uh, or as Trump would say, Apache attack helicopter. All right, anything. stop it, stop it. We're not being insensitive <laughs> here. That that that's me. No, no, I know, I know, I know. But. <laughs> I, I, I do double back um, to you about the whole telling people what's up. I respect that a lot. And I, I feel like I found an even bigger found of respect for you for that because I th- you can't, you don't really find a lot of people like that. Some people do will tell you what's up while others, they tend to just be the yes man who just give you like the whole, nah, you were all right or you were okay. I respect when somebody's gonna point me out on my shit or point me out on when I fuck up because that's a, always a good thing. Because then they're the people that will kind of pull you back down from Earth when your head's in the fucking clouds and just kind of <laughs> calm your ass down. And but in a serious note, they'll tell you what's up and they'll give you the advice you want to hear to improve. And I, I very much have a very high ideal respect that for that towards you. I very Aww. much do. Thank you, man. Thank- I'm not. I'm not always a hard ass. Like I, like there, there, there are times where, and you'll find this out eventually. Like where if you're, if you're going through something that's, you know, I, I can empathize. I know how to empathize with people. You know, I'll cry with you. Shit, if you cry, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm going. Oh, why was he such a bitch to you? Like I don't understand. Like I'll do it. I'll be, I'll be there with you. Like you get your heart broken by a girl, be like, oh, I don't understand either. Like why was she a bitch? Like. I- you did I mean, so much. like I'll do it with you, bro. I'll cry with you. I'll, I'll, I'll join in. The whole nine yards. Yep. Whole mm-hmm. nine yards. Yeah. Just right so there. I can feel. Yep. I will feel your pain with you. That. That's. that's I mean, I mean that's that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell, that that's that's a great thing to hear, Dom. Because yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, when you were doing, I mean, you've already announced this. I've said. I mean, literally, I think a good seven times now. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> during, I think when you were kind of having the rough times i feel like you've definitely i think now i'm moving the topic to you i think you've definitely taken it to a, a better state than you were before because i remember before we talked about this off recording you were going through a lot of shit and you were going through the works and everything in between and you would still like call it's still you still are but i would say you've done a lot better than then and i i even told you i told you this before during off records i said trust it gets better and it gets a hundred times better and you definitely sound a lot better than you were before you definitely do i mean i'll ask you this do you feel better than you were before then yeah i do i um like honestly my i know that like before it was really hard for me to get up and this this i feel so cliche with, with us doing this whole like like question about like how i am mentally like i will down the line i will come out about my feelings and express them because right now under the surface there's there's a whole lot of shit that i'm feeling right now but right but i'm i'm how do i say this my prior I'm trying to set my priorities right now. 
Like I, I've come to the realization that that stuff can wait. Obviously, the more grave, the more grave things, they have to be dealt with, right? Um, and I'm working towards that. But the other minor stuff that was that I was letting uh, become a heavy weight on my shoulders, I can I can tackle that later. Right now, what's important is obviously finishing my finishing my degree and then figuring out what's next, you know? So and that's where I am. And I appreciate you for asking me that. You know, and, you know, um, I've, I've said this once, I've said this a million times, you know, thank you, like to you, like you, you've been, you've been helpful um, to everyone else who's been around, like Mark, um, Velma, uh, Luke, I mean, Snapple, my bad. That's I guess that's his real name just out there now. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. I didn't mean to dox you. My bad, Snapple. My bad. But yeah, <laughs> no, you, you... <laughs> Oh man. No, but I, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for making this episode. Like this was a really we love wholesome. We love wholesome content on You on can the only appreciate the wholesome energy, but yeah, I I'm glad that you're in a better position. I'm proud. That I'm thanks. just glad that you're in a good position. Thanks, man. It it really means a lot to you. Well, that concludes it for today's episode this week's episode of the coffee talks podcast i said i had a fantastic time talking with you it was such a pleasure it was an honor it was an honor for me i really appreciate it and you know what <laughs> the honor this, was all mine oh thanks man this won't be the last time you see him on the show you you never know yeah i could bring him back next episode i might honestly bring him and mark on the show so I can, we can both roast Mark's ass because, like, I feel like that is pure content right there. Like, what, well, what do you think? I mean, that that might as well just be <laughs> that might as well just be a whole new sort of session for a podcast. You might as mm -hmm. well make a whole podcast called "The Roastage of Mark the Boomer." <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, in this case, you're just you're just not wrong. You're not wrong. No. <laughs> But thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll make sure to leave all of Syed's information down below. If you get the chance, he is a Twitch streamer. He Go follow him on Twitch, uh, which will be down below because I don't feel like saying it all. Follow him on Twitch. Follow him on YouTube. Yeah, follow him on Twitter. Too long. Don't yeah, his, 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 his name is too long, but we're going to get it all down there. We'll see you guys next time on the show. Thank you guys so much. We love you. See you later. Bye-bye. Peace.